Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me on this 2020 first episode of the year. I have taken a break, as you've already noticed, which probably allowed a lot of people an opportunity to go back and listen to old episodes and get to know me a little bit more and get to work on their own stuff a little bit more. And um, and that was that was good. It's always useful. I got to spend time with family and friends, old friends and new friends. So I'm very excited to have them both in my life, get to enjoy them because that's all I could do <laughs> is enjoy the hell out of them while they are in my presence. So I want to make sure that we are setting our intention for this upcoming year that we're going to have and it's going to be living on purpose, thinking intentionally and making changes within our life to upgrade us in all ways. And this is going to be a a wonderful, energetic, collective task we're all going to be doing together. So you're not alone. And I'm here to remind you that you're not alone. Getting started on this year got me thinking about baggage of the past. And as I am starting new relationships in my life, I have to reflect on the past because it helps me clean up and be aware of what I don't want to happen again. And it seems like that's the theme going around in most of my sessions these days. And and it's a, a really good topic that we're going to talk about today. And it's really to upgrade our relationships if we're currently in one or to get us to start new relationships with little to no baggage. And uh, it is very possible. And today I'm going to show you how. So stick around for that. I also want to thank you guys all for the continued shares. That never goes unnoticed. Definitely does not. I'm grateful for you guys. Very grateful to have such a wonderful uh, listener group here. And if you want to email me with any topic for this upcoming year, feel free to email me at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8888 at gmail.com. And I will respond to you as soon as I can. And I'm pretty good at those usually. So let me know what's on your mind. I am open to suggestions. All right. So getting rid of our baggage or better yet, learning to not impose it on a new relationship that we're going to start. I've talked about in past episodes about baggage that we're going to learn to heal. Like for example, for childhood sexual trauma. Uh, And I talked about that kind of uh, baggage that we have to heal or this type of burden, unfortunately, that we have to heal. But this one, we're talking about relationships in particular, romantic relationships. They mean a lot to us and they sometimes are our biggest teachers. When there is another person that we can emotionally invest in, it is quite a risk that we take. And from that risk comes a lot of lessons that we must learn. But this does not start overnight, my friends. This takes years in the making, relationships in the making. And so today we are asked to look at our past and reflect on it in order for us to help us start new relationships without judging this new person based on our old baggage. 
So when we know our baggage good and well, and we're aware of it, and we can walk in and unload that burden from here on out, then in no way am I going to start mistaking a new person and their behaviors with my old perception of old relationships. It doesn't make sense, right? But yet we do it. We do it often. And it gets pretty messy. And so we are going to clean this mess up. The first thing I want to remind everyone is that past relationships are going to be looked at first to see if there are any commonalities within the relationships. What patterns you see about yourself? What kind of person do you tend to be attracted to? You think more than likely they are not related to one another. They might have a different name and different look, but I promise you they all have one thing in common and that one thing is you. But if you look a little closer, they'll have more things in common. So I recently was speaking to someone that um, was is very knowledgeable and was, did a lot of work on their past and confronting it. And they stated that they had a pattern of picking partners that were in certain professions for some time. So they'll have, for example, three partners back-to-back that were teachers or three partners that were back-to-back that were, you know, police officers, <laughs> three partner back-to-back, you know. And so they remember this pattern being formed in their relationship, which was a revelation to them that they, in fact, might have liked a certain type of person, perhaps. So look at your past. Do you see commonalities within your relationships? Do you tend to like the broken person that you want to heal or want to save? Do you tend to like the uh, bad boy, bad girl, which resembles the broken person? Do you tend to go for a person that is a doormat, a person that's not good with their boundaries, or a person that's too clingy or too needy because you like the attention? All of which are not a judgment, but rather a reflection of where we are at in that relationship. It gets sometimes too confusing for us to think that these people are somehow connected. But like I said, They are connected because you connect them all. You're the one inviting them into your life. You're the one choosing them. It is not that they somehow find you. (laughs) I can at one point tell a person, no, I don't want to go out with you, right? So I know that you are inviting them into your life. And identifying what you find attractive about them or even more so what you find familiar about them. So the pattern that we, that I kind of just discussed a little bit about the person I was talking to with the three consecutive relationships with people in the same profession back to back, it could be very much that this person stayed in this familiarity, uh, this attraction to the familiarity, the stability in what this person already knows, which is funny enough because during the conversation I was having with them, they said that I'm afraid of what I don't know. Cool. And that's pretty much what it means. I'm afraid of what I don't know, meaning that I would rather stay in my familiar space than venture out into the unknown, into the unknown relationship, the relationship that I would have never considered before, the person that I do not perceive as my type. I need you to start opening and expanding your mind to that idea. If we want to change, you guys, change means change. And it means going into places and 
uh, taking risks with things that we've never done before in order for us to find out really what is what it is in fact that we want. But if we just keep sticking to the familiar, we're never going to outgrow that. The familiar is easy. It is effortless at times. And it confuses us and makes us think that it is reality, that it is love, but it is not love. Being familiar is just familiar. It is not love. I hope that makes sense so far. And uh, I didn't lose you somewhere in 2019. (laughs) Okay, so this is the first thing I want you to reflect on. The second thing I want you to reflect on is when we're looking at the past, try to stay away from blaming others. Okay, getting into toxic, toxic relationships, or even if they're not toxic friends, think of a relationship that is unbalanced in some way. Somebody put more effort than the other person. Somebody put way too much effort (laughs) or, or extreme. Uh, Somebody was too detached from that relationship. All this balance of give and take. I want you to look at this, look at this and try to stay away from blaming the other person. I want you to look at, were you able to receive or accept love? And in this case, I want you to see the imbalance that may have been in that relationship, if there was any, if there was any. Did this person give more or less or equal? And in determining that, I think that you'll find more wisdom in the outcome of this search and that more than likely it was imbalanced because I did not know how to give or receive love properly. So for example, if I gave too much, that means more than likely I did not know how to receive love. And so I I may have felt uncomfortable with somebody that gave love. So I may have chosen partners that were better at taking, 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 and I felt more comfortable with those people. If let's say I was emotionally unavailable and I tended to like doormats because they showed a lot of emotion and I felt more in control of them, that could be another possibility. So there was, there would have been a definite imbalance here. I would have been in control of this person that was a doormat uh, while I was fully emotionally in control of me. And they were falling in love, madly in love with me at the time. Imbalance either way. So figure out where you land here. And if there's another pattern that I did not discuss, feel free to look into it yourself. You know the truth. You know the truth more than I know the truth about yourself. So I trust what you're going to find out about you when you dig in a little closer. Also, while we need to stay away from blaming another person, we move further and further away from looking at what we need to change in our lives in order for us to choose differently in relationships later on. So if I get stuck in going into my past and blaming my past relationships, talking about this boyfriend or this girlfriend in some sort of way that doesn't quite mm, give you a sense of honor for your journey, where it somehow disregards the fact that you learned, you needed to learn something, okay? And it was only about escaping the feeling of shame by blaming them. You are not going to like this outcome because you are going to repeat the cycle again. So look at yourself with self-honesty. Make sure that you're not blaming the other person, but seeking to understand why you are attracted to that person, right? Seeking to understand why 
this imbalance occurred. Stay away from blaming others in past relationships. If you're still going back to blame others and saying shit like, I don't trust people, I don't trust women, all men are dogs, and you're going into this generalization business, please stay the hell away from that. That just sounds like you have baggage. (laughs) And I hear it. I hear it often where people make rules, you know, such as, um, all men are dogs, all women are money hungry. Uh, basically what you're doing without you knowing subconsciously, you are creating a schema or a criteria for the kind of woman you'll be seeking. Believe it or not, (laughs) it is a very funny, funny thing. You will actually be looking for that kind of woman. When the woman that comes along that isn't those things, right? Or the man that comes along that isn't a dog, you will look at them with suspicion and dirty up that information real quick. Okay. So, or dirty up whatever is that they're presenting to you because you have baggage. So stop dirtying shit up. Keep your mess on your side. Look at it, clean it up. Do not impose it on another human being. Okay. So that's what it looks like when we heal. We start taking ownership for our past behaviors, our choices, okay? Nobody held you hostage in that relationship, people. I'm just reminding you, again, (laughs) so keep that in mind. All right, the next thing I want to point out to you when you're looking at past baggage in relationships and releasing it, I want you to look at the boundaries that you would have to strengthen. What did this past experience teach you about boundaries. Do you have any boundaries within you that you need to strengthen? Do you have any misguided priorities in your life? I like to check with people usually during session about what they think they could have done differently in past relationships or they want to do differently in new relationships. And this gets them to figure out, okay, I wasn't able to make boundaries in the beginning of the relationship about finances or time. Those are common things that uh, many people in relationships have a hard time making boundaries about. Or maybe in the middle of a relationship or at the beginning of the relationship with somebody cheats, did you make the appropriate boundary or even better enforce it? Did you decide what you wanted to do after a person cheated and kept your word? Or did you continue on with excuses? So please understand that boundaries are an important thing in relationship and many people are afraid to make boundaries in relationships because they're afraid that they'll end up being alone. It's a common human fear. It is not true. It is false. But think about it this way on the opposite side. If you settle by smearing your boundaries all over the place and really not standing by them, what's going to end up happening is I don't think you're going to want the outcome of whatever that person you're getting back is, right? So they may not be loving you the way you want to be loved, or you may be getting whatever it is they want to show or want to give because you're too afraid to make boundaries that need to happen and wait to see if they're going to respect your boundaries or not. But many people are too afraid to put the boundary to begin with. And this is the thing. I want you to really get excited about placing boundaries because you want that guy or that gal that really respects your boundaries. That means they really, really like you. That's a great thing. That's a great indicator. 
I don't want you to settle for anything less, my friends. I want you all to get the love that you want here in 2020 and every year. So let's make those changes. Put those boundaries in. Find out what means a lot to you and what means enough to you to place boundaries in. If it is your time, if it is your priority in life, go ahead and place those boundaries that you need. And find the courage to stand still as you see what the outcome is going to be. And I know you can do it. All right. Now, the next thing I want you to remember when we're looking at getting rid of baggage or learning to understand from our past baggage so we don't impose it on the next person is where was my self-love? Now, this is a common thing I talk about. And self-love to many people seems like such a, a vague, abstract concept that doesn't exist or that is a buzzword like I hear sometimes. It isn't. It is a real thing. Self-love is probably the most important thing that you could think of doing for the rest of your life. You have a relationship with you for the rest of your life. You are talking to you all darn day. And if you have grudges against you, you will act in self-destructive ways. You will pick people that might harm you and you'll settle for a lot less. But when there's self-love in there, more than likely, you'll be able to conquer your fears that keep you from making better choices with better relationships, right? So self-love is really important to see and figure out where was my self-love in this relationship, in these past relationships? Did I really demonstrate a lot of self-love in the decisions I made? Whether it's through my boundaries, it's through me staying with them or leaving them, uh, continuing the relationship or not, whatever. All those things. Did I demonstrate self-love in the decisions I made? This is an important question. And if you answer it with self-honesty, you'll be able to use your responses to make sure that you make the next decisions very, very intentionally when it comes to picking your new partners or starting a new relationship. So keep in mind that self-love is the most important thing for us in this journey. We are getting closer and closer, not to falling in love with other people. It is to fall in love with ourselves. And then from that place, we can love another person. But if we have no self-love, then the love that we're going to demonstrate is going to lack something pretty important. And let me give you an example of that. Let's say I don't like myself and I don't like myself by myself and I have to be jumping from one relationship to the next, and I'm attracted to very needy people, right? Or attracted to people that really need me, really want me. If I'm honest with myself, I am going to be really, really be able to find out that there's something in me that didn't love me enough to wait for the person that really loved me, you know, that didn't just want somebody to fill in space and you'll know if this person, for example, is, is moving too quickly or t- clinging to you for the wrong reason. It'll happen too fast. It'll be imbalanced right the hell away. It's going to feel good in the beginning because you're getting all this attention and all this whatever it is that we're getting. But it, it it's eventually going to feel empty. It's going to feel cold because it lacks the most important thing, which is real love. And real love means to be seen by someone, to be truly vulnerable with them, to be authentic with them. And all this is possible, again, when you demonstrate self-love within, which will in fact manifest itself on the outside. So fears that keep us in relationships 
or have kept us in a relationship in the past need to be seen. And fears that we act on are important in showing us where the boundaries need to go or where the red flags even need to be. So I think of this young lady that was in a relationship for the longest time, tried to make this relationship work, and uh, it, this the, her partner was very abusive, verbally, mentally, emotionally. This partner was also abusing drugs, alcohol, not available emotionally, emotionally detached. But her fear from leaving this person kept her in this relationship for a long time because she was afraid of being alone. She also had children, and so she used them as the excuse to stay in that relationship. Although, what they were going through, watching this trauma unfold, and this terrible marriage that was unfolding, they un- unfortunately suffered some some uh, trauma themselves. So please, you know, using the children as an excuse to stay in a really bad relationship is not, is, is an excuse. That's what it is. And so, don't bother. The children, if they are in the right state of mind, I always say they would tell you different. They would tell you, get the hell out of there, mom or dad. I don't want you to stay in that relationship. That person's abusive. Why would you ever use me as a reason to stay? I wouldn't want you to. So, going back to fears and going back to meeting our own needs in a relationship, we need to identify that self-love If it was there, it would protect us from really bad relationships. When we start seeing that we're losing what we care about, which is ourselves, we believe in what we stand for, what makes a difference to us. When we start compromising with those things, our self-love will stop us from doing it. That's why I need you to strengthen that self-love, to start working on the relationship with you, to clear out that baggage of the past, make sure that you own what is yours, and what is not yours, go ahead and send it out. Ask yourself, where was my self-love? And if I need to strengthen it, then I need to work on that day and night. That's what we're going to do. Finally, my friends, I want to remind everyone that each relationship that you've had in the past is a mirror. It acts as a mirror to show you where you're at at the time. If you look at it that way, then we can start looking at this relationship and what it was trying to teach us about ourselves about our decisions, about the things that we need to be. And more importantly, if I mirrored those past relationships, then I need to really work on mirroring the future ones that I want in my life. It is that simple. Because when I work on all these things we talked about today, on strengthening my self-love, understanding my boundaries, working on confronting fears of making those boundaries, and all the other stuff that we discussed in finding commonalities, staying away from blaming people in our past relationships. Then from that place, I think that we can really mirror what we do want in the future because you will respond to relationships differently. And you'll know this, I promise you, from the first date I really think you can know somebody and what you want from the first date because it'll be obvious. It'll be obvious as it will show you what is important to them and how they communicate. And more so, I don't want you to be so much aware of them. I want you to be aware of yourself while you are with a person on a date. Find out 
is there anything in there that you're making excuses for that you're seeing? If the person comes really, really late and is on the phone the whole date that you're you're there, but you happen to like the way they look or that they have a great job or whatever. If you like a few qualities, but the ones that really matter, which is being available or being uh, aware and considerate and nurturing, if these qualities are not there, then I think that you'll see it. I think you'll see it and not make excuses for it anymore. All of us, let's get started on really developing what we need to develop on the inside so we act as the mirror for what we want, okay? So this is the secret to picking out a great partner and inviting somebody in. But again, we can't keep repeating the same cycles and the same decisions with the same fears and the same ways we do stuff and expect a different outcome. As you already know, this is the definition of insanity. And let's not turn 2020 into crazy town. <laughs> let's keep it nice and sane. All right. Okay, you guys, this is a very important discussion we're having today. Listen to it again, because there's a lot of information in there. And there's a way that I deliver it that's pretty important. And I need you to listen to it a couple more times before maybe getting what you need out of it. And try to listen to it with an open mind. Take a look and explore your past, honestly. So this way, when you are going into a new relationship, they really get an opportunity not to have you react to them by giving them rules and expectations and trying to mold them into what you want them to be. Rather, I want you to allow the person in front of you to show you what they're about. And I promise you, if you get a hold of your baggage and you set it down, you will see exactly what you need to see. And you don't got to talk about expectations. If they don't meet them, then get them out of your way, right? And if they do meet them, invite them right the hell in. Beautiful, isn't it? Pretty freaking easy. Why do we make it difficult? Why? Why oh why? I don't know. <laughs> all right, you guys, I love you. And I wish you all the best on this start of this new year. Set your intentions and send out a lot of love to people around you. But most importantly, strengthen the relationship that you have with yourself and strengthen your self-love, period. From that place, you can fill up your cup enough to pour it into other people's cups. But if you have nothing in there, I don't know what the hell you're pouring. It's just this relationship is going to be straining. <laughs> You're going to have empty cup. The other person is going to have an empty cup too. Okay. When you have a full cup, the other person is more likely to have a full cup too. And isn't that a beautiful thing to have a relationship that is abundant with self-love? Beautiful. Everybody's protected and everybody's safe. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the generously infinite protection of self-love. This has been an episode of Drive Through.